Hey everybody, it's Doug. And this is Renee. And welcome to our podcast, Doug and Renee, Married Married Life. That's all we could give you. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Right. Welcome back. So we're talking about money. Yes. And we ain't trying to pay the OJs. <laughs> I love my husband. Oh, geez. Anyway, welcome back. Welcome back, everybody. And I'm, 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 I'm here. Okay. I'm just trying to figure out what's going on. Okay. All right. Well, welcome back to our podcast. We appreciate you joining us for our third installment of Marital Finances, Finances in Marriage, whatever you want to call it. If you're married and you got money, honey, then you should be listening to this podcast. If you ain't married, you can still listen to it. If you is married and you ain't got no money, still listen to it. <laughs> Lottie Dottie, I'm just trying me. to include everybody. Okay. If you ain't got no money, listen to this podcast. <laughs> oh my goodness. So anyway, dear, mm-hmm. let's 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 move right right along. Mm-hmm. Uh what are some of the things you wanted to hit on today? I ain't want to hit on anything. Okay, well, that concludes this episode <laughs> of finances. Okay. Anyway, moving along. Enough jokes aside. Yes. You um you you ended up you ended up last week with a question. Oh, you want me to repeat the question? Yes. Okay. I slept since then. All right. The question <laughs> was: Does it matter who makes more in the house? That was the question. Okay, so I'm going to pose that question to you because we don't have a studio audience that we can poll to answer that question. So what are your thoughts on that topic? Um, personally, it, to me, it doesn't matter. Uh, I know um, for years, years, decades almost, probably, you made more than I did. So um, it doesn't, didn't matter to me. Um, I think it all comes down to this, uh, you know, we keep talking about communication and communication and finances, communication and marriage, and how we do things or why we do things. But I don't think it it matters who makes more in the house when you're a team. You know, team dancer, team right. Jones, team Johnson, team Smith, team Rabinowitz, whatever it is. Um, you're a team. So if all the money goes in the – just think of it as a team, soccer team, football, mm-hmm. basketball, whatever – one person doesn't win, the team wins. Right. You know, right. so it doesn't matter who makes more money or or anything like that. I think it's just your mindset, your mentality of, okay, we just need to take care of business. Cause if you if you still follow the other principles of the Bible, love, honor, cherish, respect, so on and so forth. I don't think it matters. I think it matters when there are other issues in the marriage. And then who makes the money? Like I got the power. If I make the more, if I make more money, I got the power. That's another song we need to have. Mm-hmm. I got the power. So anyway, okay. Um, 
<laughs> then so that's another issue. You're saying it's not really the money or who makes the most that's an issue is how you handle that money. Yeah. Oh yeah. And who perceives to have more power because you make more money. And I think it's a I know it's a trick of the enemy. You know, if the wife makes more than the husband, so be it. But as long as when it comes to um, positions in the house, meaning as far as godly positions, you know, the husband still has to make decisions and so on and so forth. And so not not saying he doesn't have his wife's input, but there has to be um, order in the house, godly order. So even if she makes more, you know, it's still godly order. And right. it shouldn't be, you know, well, I make more so I can control. tell you what. Yeah, control. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I tell you what to do. So I, I don't I don't subscribe to that theory. But um, and hopefully no one out there does. But we know we're not naive enough to think mm-hmm. that, you know, people don't have issues when it comes to, you know, putting finances together in marriage. So mm-hmm. that's why we've been talking about finances for the last three weeks or yeah. so. And and I agree with you with everything that you said. For us, it never made a big deal. I never held it over your head that I made more. I never um, tried to act like, well, because I make more that I have control over what mm-hmm. we do with the finances. And since that shift occurred and you make more um, than I do now, and have for some time, uh, you don't hold that over my head that, well, I make most of the money in this house, so I get the say. And so that goes to your point of there are other issues, there are underlying issues, which makes me think about the uh, last week's podcast when Mm -hmm. we discussed that your relationship with money has an effect on how you and your spouse get along Mm -hmm. as it relates to the finances. And most of the time, when you have an issue with your spouse about money, money really isn't the root cause, or it isn't the root problem, or it isn't the issue. The issue is something else. Communication, lack of communication, trust, lack of trust. So when you say it's your relationship with money, that may impact, that can impact your communication with your spouse or your relationship with your spouse. Can mm-hmm. you expound on your relationship with money? Because that seems to me that to I, we've talked, obviously, off, yes. offline, off air. But I, can you expound on that for the people who may be listening, your relationship with money? So the best way I could describe a relationship with money has a lot to do with how you were raised, or what uh, you know about money. If you were taught to be very frugal with money or very tight with money, and or you didn't see an example of your parents sharing money, they had separate accounts, or the mom or the your mom or your dad was very extravagant spender. Mm-hmm. Uh, that could affect how you see money. Oh, money is this object that I could just buy stuff to make myself feel good, or I can use it to go and treat myself, mm-hmm. or I could uh, 
hoard it and save it and save it and save it for a nest egg and money is is mine. What I make is mine, my mine, it belongs to me kind of thing. And a lot of that, when I say a relationship with money, is what you've been taught about money, what you know about money, what you've experienced with money. Uh, in some cases, if someone grew up impoverished po- or in poverty, um, um, that's not the words I'm looking for, but if someone grew up poor, basically, yeah. not having a sufficient amount of money, they could either continue those trends that they saw that allowed them to be in mm-hmm. a poverty in in poverty impoverished thank you that's the word i'm looking for in that instance um or if someone grew up poor they could have a trigger in their mind that says, I'm not going to ever live like that again, which causes them to save money, be very frugal with money, to invest money, to be very money savvy. And that has an impact on how you see money or your relationship with the money. And if you don't communicate with your spouse, some of those things that you were exposed to or some of those things that you've seen that you said, I'll never go through that again, then your spouse may not understand how you react or act in certain circumstances mm-hmm. as it relates to money. So you're a um, relationship type of person. That's your personality. Yes. And I'm not that way. I'm not relationship focused. Um, but so when you're saying, and it, 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 it intrigues me, and I, I never thought of it this way until you said your relationship with money. Because when I think of relationship, I'm thinking, you know, as two people in a relationship, dialogue back and forth, you know, so on and so forth. But I don't, I've, I'm going to say I don't. I've never looked at money as far as your relationship with money or my relationship with money. I've always looked at money as just, I'm going to say an object. But just um, something that I use to do a transaction. Right. You know, I it I have no feeling. When you say relationship, I'm thinking there's a feeling to go with that relationship. But to me and money, there's no feelings. There's a feeling. See, to me, mm-hmm. I'm saying to me that there's no feeling with money. It's just. I'm going to tell you, you how know, I know there's a feeling. With me? With with money. With me? People, oh, in okay. gen- generally speaking. All right, go ahead. The Bible says the love of money is the root of all evil. So that tells me that people could love money in such a way and have a relationship with that money. Like, I I love money. I want money. I'm, you know... You know, I'm money hungry. <laughs> I feel like a mad scientist. Y'all can't see me, but I'm like, ooh, money, money, money. You know, loving money so much that it becomes evil. Mm. And love is a feeling. Love is an emotion. But the Bible tells us people can love money because it's the root of evil if you love money. Hey, I didn't think he was going to get all biblical on me. Okay. This is a Bible-based <laughs> podcast. <laughs> <laughs> and, and when you started thinking about that, I started thinking, if I lose, and you know me, if I lose a dime, I'm tearing this house up looking for a dime. Mm. I am a dime, a quarter, whatever it may be. I and hate the, to lose anything. And see, the thing of it is, 
you have this, I don't want to say relationship, I don't know the word that I'm looking for, but you have this thing where if you lose something, anything, it bothers you. Mm -hmm. Whether it was a dime, whether it was a button off of a shirt, whether it was a shoelace, it doesn't matter. Yeah. You're like there. Candy cane. You, well, we're not gonna go back to the candy. Only because the grandbabies here. <laughs> but you have this thing where if you just have to find it, mm-hmm. and that is a trigger for something that happened to you growing up. You hate to lose things. So as it relates to money, maybe people hate to lose money. Oh. Because they may think that, they may see that as, I'm going back into poverty. If we spend this money, I'm going to be poor. We're going to be poor. Or we're going to experience something that I experienced in my childhood. And again, going back to communication, that's why it's so important for husbands and wives to talk about those type of things, your childhood, your experiences, the things that hurt you, so that when a trigger occurs... The other spouse, God willing, will discern that's because he went through, that's because she experienced this growing up, and that could be a trigger. Mm -hmm. And it may have absolutely nothing to do with your spouse and more to do with an experience that happened a long time ago. So I feel like I'm on a psychologist or psychiatrist couch. And it's crazy because you are the psychology uh, major. I am not. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I feel like you are just dissecting me and my my unemotional or emotional attached to money. <laughs> ah, interesting. Okay. So and but for me, I know my parents and I, I can only speak for me, my parents never I, nor did I ask to um how do you handle money in marriage? So it was trial and error mm-hmm. when it came when we got married. For both of us, because yeah. I grew up in a single parent home. Yeah, and I never bothered to ask my parents, well, how do y'all handle this? Or how do y'all handle that? And I don't, I'm, I, I would dare say, I know I'm stuttering and stammering because I'm just like floored because I'm going back through the recesses of my mind. And I'm, I'm like, um, I would dare say a lot of people who are listening to us can probably um, co-sign with us that, our par- their parents probably never sat them down if they're married and said, these are the things, you know, you may want to try to do, you know, when or things you should do when you, you know, get married as far as money is concerned. And if they did, they are so blessed. Yeah. Um, because that is an awesome thing to have someone who has gone before you to share with you uh, some nuggets, mm-hmm. some insight, some experiences that can help them, that, that can help you yeah. navigate finances when you get married. Yes. Because the one thing about being single uh, is that you only have an, have to make an account to God mm-hmm. with what you do with your money. Mm-hmm. You don't have to report back home to anybody. You don't have to have a conversation with anybody about what the budget is or um, what's the cap on how much I could spend without getting permission and all of those things. But when you get married, out of mutual respect and communication, 
that's something that should be established. You should establish some kind of guidelines as to how you all are going to handle the finances, who's going to handle the finances. Again, it doesn't matter who the primary breadwinner is, who's just better handling the finances, Mm -hmm. who's going to pay the bills as they come in and come out. If there's a problem with the finances, how are you guys going to discuss those issues? You know, an unexpected bill comes up that you know, you don't have the money for, you have money set aside for something else. Um, And then again, on the flip side of that, for those who have a surplus of money and you both come into the marriage with a nest egg, with a savings, with um, stocks and bonds and investments and 401k plans and all of that, and you have a college fund already set up that you established way before you even had children for the children and all of this stuff, and then you bring all that together, you have to discuss that as well. How are you going to handle um, that money? How are you going to handle those investments? You said something interesting. You talked about accountability and permission. And I think as husbands, we need to understand that the first person we are accountable to is our wives, our, our wives. And even regardless who makes more money in the house or if you're the only person that's working right now and one of the spouses, you know, somebody's stay at home with the children or just stay, in, stay at home um, right now, you know, without working, in my opinion, There still needs to be, unless you have it like you just said, unless you have money like that, there still needs to be some conversations about permission of spending X amount of dollars, you know, independently of each other. Unless it's a group, you know, group decision, unless it's a joint decision. But if you're just going to go out and spend money without um, informing or getting the blessing of your spouse. And I know I'm treading um, on some people's toes right now, but, you know, these are the things that we've seen or conversations we've had with other people, other marriages. It's like, so we're trying to help you, even though you're the one making the money and you're the only one working right now, you're the breadwinner, you're the sole provider, you should still talk to your spouse before you go out and spend whatever that number is, X amount of dollars, $200, or $2,000, $20,000, whatever it is, then they should know about it. Yes. And there should be some sort of agreement because if it blows up in your face, then that's a whole nother issue. <laughs> <laughs> and so we're trying to, to help you. And yeah, the, yeah, we have to be accountable one to another and, and I permission that's that's something a lot of people who suffer with pride and ego have a problem with. Why do I get? Why do I have to get permission? I don't need permission from I'm my grown. spouse. Yeah, I'm grown. I work. I make this money. <laughs> I do this. I do that. It's mine. Exactly. <laughs> and so you know, there needs to be some uh, conversations had mm-hmm. about how much are you going to spend without your uh, spouse knowing about it. Right. Clear guidelines. And if you want to establish um, and come into agreement, of course, and establish where you have a joint account that 
you all put the majority of your money in, and then there's a small amount that you put into your your um, self-care mm-hmm. account. Let's just call it self-care. Some women like to go get their nails done. They like to get their hair done. Some people like to go get you know, a massage or every once in a while go buy, you know, some new outfit without having to come back and, you know, get permission about going on a, you know, a little shopping trip. And so establish that as a guideline, say, okay, you know, $500 a month, you have this account, $500 a month, um, that money goes in there. I have $500 that goes in this account and that's my frivolous, you know, money. Uh, and I'm just throwing out some arbitrary number, whatever works in your house uh, is fine. But again, it has to work for your house. Yeah. You have to come into agreement about what is uh, permissible, mm-hmm. what works, what doesn't work. And sometimes it changes. Yeah. The, change fi- yeah. the finances change, predicaments change. Um, unfortunately, during this pandemic, some people have decided because the kids are home to not work and stay at home and homeschool and all of this. So things change mm-hmm. and you need to talk about how it works today, but also talk about the what ifs. Yeah. What if, God forbid, it's a one income household? What if... I need to stay home and homeschool the kids, um, not us, because we empty nesters. Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> um, but what if you got to talk about the what ifs? Thank you for listening to our podcast. Tell your real friends and your virtual friends about us. We hope something that we said encouraged you, strengthened, and blessed you. You can follow us on Instagram at Doug and Renee. Again, our Instagram page is Doug and Renee. Also feel free to send us a DM so that you could send us any questions that you may have or topics you'd like to hear us discuss. You may just hear it on one of our upcoming podcasts. We'd like to thank our supporters. And if you'd like to support our ministry, you can cash app us at dollar sign Doug and Renee. Again, that cash app is dollar sign Doug and Renee. Again, thank you and God bless you. We're out.